0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than 7 days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families. And businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, follow, like them on Instagram, Facebook, at Grand Lighthouse Coffee, or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com. and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off.
1: Scouts over
0: heavily when evaluating talent.
2: Teams should be drafting for the future and not just
0: immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and
1: now, here is your host, Fidel Barraza.
0: Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Kendall Whitley and Jerry Martinez. How are you guys doing?
1: Great, man. It is week four. If we, got, we already got some surprises, and oh, man, I'm, I'm just ready for some more football.
2: Well, if you could see my face, you could see that I'm sunburned, but I'm doing good after that, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I'm glad you guys are doing well. On today's episode, we will be talking to John Middlecoff. He's a co-host on the Haberman Middlecoff podcast, and also, he is the host of the Three and Out podcast on the Colin Cowherd Network. So we'll be talking to John here in a bit, and also, we will be giving you our week four winners in the NFL. But let's start off with some news. So, Week three brought us some injuries again. Nothing new, right? Uh, saw that Tariq Cohen actually tore his ACL this last uh, Sunday as well. It's unfortunate.
1: That's a big injury for the Chicago Bears, man. He was the the main portion of the offense. You know, they still got Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller and Nick Foles. You know, he's going to be starting this week, but Tariq Cohen, that injury, that's going to hurt him.
2: I mean, it, it, it's it. Yes, it it's a, it's, oh man, you hate to see these injuries, but he did get a contract extension. So he is locked up, you know, so he's taken care of, right. Uh, As far as long-term and um, for the future, you know, I think that right now, David Montgomery, he needs, he needs to stay healthy and step it up. So let's see, let's see with Nick Foles, if he can just, you know, spark up that fan base and spark up that locker room and maybe the bears can turn this thing around.
0: I'm glad you brought up Nick Foles. Yeah, we have to talk about that. So, uh, the Bears play the Falcons uh, last Sunday, and it was kind of like an old book we keep on reading, right? Falcons go up big, and the Chicago Bears come back and beat them. Now, the key was to this game that Mitch Trubisky got benched in the game, and in came Nick Foles, and, of course, he, he had some magic. So, he has been named the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears going forward. Nick Foles, he's
1: comfortable, and – if we know a lot about Nick Foles when he played with the Eagles, when he comes in, things normally change. Now he was—he's always been good in the ecosystem. but when he goes elsewhere, it's normally—it normally doesn't turn out right for him. It doesn't turn out well for him. So I'm interested to see him in Chicago with those weapons, with Allen Alan, Alan Robinson and Anthony Miller, a little bit of a running game, and we'll see what Nick Foles can do this Sunday.
2: I'm pretty sure it's a big relief for Matt Nagy, right, Coach Matt Nagy. You know, he was—he was. He was- you know, he had to change up his his style of play, you know, his play calling, and now he gets to play, you know, have his style of play call, and uh, man, look at Allen Robinson, and look at Anthony Miller, they both were be- uh, beneficiaries of Nick Foles coming in, and Nick Foles actually stood in the pocket, it took some big hits, man, but he was able to get the Bears back back in it, and well, well I mean, that was a crazy, that was a crazy situation, right, because everybody wants to say, oh, no, the Falcons lost that one, but I mean, regardless of who lost and, I mean, who won, the Bears won, and it does take a team effort to to come back.
0: Man, what what is going on in Atlanta? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Two weeks in a row, you're up big, and you let the team come back and beat you. I mean, something has to be done. I mean, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm outraged. Why Dan Quinn is still the head coach of the Falcons?
1: <laughs> mean. I mean I guess the only, the only thing that they're, they're holding on to is that the point that he got into a Super Bowl even though that was another that's another that's, that there was another comeback that that they allowed to happen so I don't know I think if they lose to Green Bay well when they lose to Green Bay I'm going I'm going to say Green Bay will win that game then Quinn he won't make it past their by week or past midway the season
2: it, Man the Falcons they have all the talent in the world and uh I mean I I just don't know if it's if it's coaching or if it's Matt Ryan, and that's the unique situation, right? Because sometimes we see Matt Ryan put up some crazy numbers, insane. You know, we've seen them put up some Madden-like numbers. So I think that that um, when you stop and you look at it, um, when you stop and you look at it, it's just one of those things that, you know, maybe it is the coach, maybe it is Matt Ryan. But if they do bring in a new coach next year, I'm pretty sure you can you can you can pretty sure bank. If the Falcons have a top pick and they're in a position, they're going to also bring in a quarterback as well.
0: There's got to be something done with the Falcons. I mean, my God, it's embarrassing. Um, You know, speaking of embarrassing, uh, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens and Chiefs game really quick. I mean, this was the game of the week. Everyone was looking forward to it, and then it ended up being a dud. Uh, Lamar Jackson had 96 yards total passing. Uh, The Chiefs just dominated the Ravens.
1: The Kansas Chiefs—they're on a different, a different level right now. Mahomes is playing out of his minds, It's guy with weapons. But Harmon, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde was Herler had a decent game. I mean, I mean, it got so bad when Mahomes was purely throwing touchdowns to offensive linemen. So I mean, they—they just—they—they they, they ran all over the Ravens. They—they they, it got ahead. It could have been worse than that. Though, um, if it wasn't for a couple turnovers by the Chiefs, but on the Ravens, they've shown like they just. When they get down, they get behind, and they got to put the game in Lamar's hand to bring it back, it's, it's, it's a different team.
2: I'm going to go ahead and agree with uh, Kendo on this one. I mean, I, I think that uh, I think he said it best. He took the words right out of my mouth.
0: Yes, and then also, too, there was, there was an injury during the game. Um, the Chiefs' cornerback, Legereus Need, actually broke his collarbone. He's going to miss some time. Um, so I believe he started the game on Monday.
2: You know the yeah, interesting thing about him is that there he's up there with C.J. Henderson as far as the rookie corners. It's kind of it's kind of crazy, right? Like I mean, because you know you got you got you got a bunch of corners that came out last year, and 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 actually this was considered one of the best corner draft classes in in quite some time, as far as. You know, you got you had you had players from, you know, pretty much all the big top top schools, where their corners came out. And I think C.J. Henderson has been the one that's been most productive. And then we just saw uh, Kendall's favorite, right, um, the uh, Jeff Akuda come away with an interception this last week. And you know, the Cowboys actually have Trevon Diggs starting since week one, so. I think that uh, when you stop and you look at it, this is a big blow for this team, especially with, with what they're trying to do.
0: Yes, and then so, speaking of the Cowboys, we saw them in another close loss this last weekend against the Seattle Seahawks. It was a really entertaining game with a lot of offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a shootout they, as we thought. We knew it would probably be a shootout. That Prescott, a couple of turnovers was was really what was the difference of the game. Z Elliott could not get could not get going. He had he did score a touchdown, but he just couldn't get going for the most part of the game. Um, City line played decent. Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, had a long He had, I think he had up well over hundred yards. But at the end of the day, Russell Wilson, as, as he did as he did with the Patriots the week before, he took out the Cowboys. So,
2: yeah, the Cowboys. I, I you know honestly, I'm looking at the at the game this week with the Browns and man, when we saw the Browns last, it, I mean. It looks like they're try- It looks like once they get the running game going, they're gonna have a hard time. And I will tell you this: when I'm looking, when I look back at all these games from the Dallas Cowboys, they need they 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 have some glaring holes. They really do. I know a lot of their team is is on injured reserve and and should be coming back shortly. Uh, but the Cowboys have some big they have some big time uh, concerns, especially with the offensive line, I think Tyron Smith was a a full participant. Well, no, actually he was limited participant today with a, I think there's a possibility he may play this Sunday, but Lailon Collins had surgery on his hip and they're expecting him to be back like way into the, uh, you know, into the teens. As far as when I say teens, I'm saying like week 12, week 13, right? Uh, So it's just one of those things that, you know, I think that that was a luxury for Dak Prescott. I mean, having four point—I don't know what the average he took. I think it was like a little over four seconds to to pass the ball. And now, you know, he's always under—he's—he's—he's he's, he's under constant duress. So I will hand it to him; he has been able to 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 you know make plays happen. But when you look at the big picture, that defense cannot stop the run, and they have they need safety help. So. So when you look at when you when you when you go back to this last game, man, it was a good game. It went to the end. Uh, but the Cowboys still need they're they're just missing a couple, a couple I would say a couple pieces on defense, and they need their offensive line back to be able to to keep up with the Seattle Seahawks at the worlds.
0: Yeah, I mean, just Russell Wilson's playing out of his, you know, out of his mind. He I'm is. just gonna use stats through those last three games. So he's strong for nine hundred and twenty five yards. 14 touchdowns, one interception. Quarterback rating of 139. That's impressive.
2: Insane. Yes. I will say this. I mean, he. I, I. I. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to just change our. I think that we earlier before the season got started. I think all three of us had our MVP votes. I know. I. I. I picked uh, Patrick Mahomes. Kendall had picked uh, Dakota Pres. Uh, Dakota Prescott. Um, Fidel, do you remember who your MVP was?
0: I want to say I said Tom Brady.
2: Yes, you did say Tom Brady. So I think that when you stop and you look at it, I think that Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP this year. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, he uh, just looks ins- sensational out there. I mean, last year, you
0: can make the argument you should have won the award also. Well, yeah. To Lamar Jackson. So, um. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to see if his uh, hot streak is going to continue the Sunday against the Dolphins.
2: Can you imagine if he had an offensive line? I'm just saying.
0: That's crazy. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very tough for some teams, right? Yeah. Especially in that. So.
2: And, and, it's, and it's crazy because he's, he's, not, he's not the young Russell Wilson anymore. He's 29 years old, you know. I think later on this year he'll be 30. So, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things when – I mean, the one person that comes back to my mind is like Tony Rummel. I think they waited too long to build up that offensive line for him. But, you know, I would like to see Russell Wilson play another five to seven years in the league. So I hope that, you know, I just hope the Seahawks get on board and start getting the the, the help he needs. They've obviously done a great job finding gems with Tyler Lockett, who's who's an, he's an absolute monster, and DK Metcalf, who is – Literally a monster, right? And plays like a monster. So that's a great team, man. Great quarterback.
0: Yes, and so we knew this was going to happen. We just didn't know when. So it looks like it's here. So COVID finally hit the NFL. Uh, it was reported that five members of the Tennessee uh, Titans football team had tested positive for the virus. And it looks like the, the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be rescheduled for later on in the year.
2: Yeah, and and I think they're gonna miss their bye week actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they will miss the bye week. So I think this technically is their bye week. Would would you say would this be their bye week?
0: Yes and no, because I mean, so for I feel bad for Pittsburgh because they didn't do anything wrong, right? I mean, yeah,
2: they didn't. They're
0: it. ready for their opponent, and from what I've heard, that Tennessee knew of at least one player that tested positive for the virus before playing against the Minnesota Vikings. So of course, that that's a rumor, but it's out there, and I've read and I heard the same thing. So, um, if that did happen, very irresponsible, of the Titans. I mean, they kind of just put everything in jeopardy. Because I mean, when you think about it, how many people are there at the actual game? How many players? I mean, I, I just saw a report right now that uh, the Minnesota Vikings did an overnight COVID test, and everything came back negative. So that's good for them. But yeah. Still, put a lot of players in jeopardy.
2: And another thing is that the bus driver that actually took the Titans to the game. He actually drove, he actually took, he actually drove the Houston Astros to their game. Yeah. So now look at, look at how it look out look at how this, 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 you know, this illness works, right? It just, it's basically a carrier to a carrier and look how fast things can spread and get ugly. I mean, literally you're talking about, three teams that could have been, I mean, ultimately four teams with, you know, in baseball, it's completely different than, 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 uh, you know, football, but literally, I mean, literally you got, you got your bullpen, you got your lineup and then look at, look at the other players, the same thing. So look at, look at, look at how if we are not, you know, careful and we're not, you know, abiding by the guidelines. Yes. it, It could do some harm. So uh, we strongly encourage everybody out there to uh, let's just do our part, wear a mask, and be, be careful. If you're ill, stay home, man. And uh, hopefully this is a, a good learning lesson. I mean, we never want to see anybody lose their job, but, man, you know, sometimes you got to learn how to, you got to learn the lesson the hard way sometimes, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. And then also, too, I did read that they're going to take extra precautions and require um Seems to wear uh, or to wear gloves. I believe I read earlier as well. So
2: That's, now
0: uh, the, the NFL—they're already doing a good job, but I, now with this, they're going to take extra precautions. So I uh, think
2: the, I think real quick—wasn't wasn't the Atlanta rookie cornerback AJ Terrell the first one to to be the first case? He was. Yes, correct. But this one, I think there's five people within uh, three players,
0: and then two coaches
2: two coaches so this is this is kind of you know this is this is kind of what we had been talking all along what happens if this happens you know what i mean so i mean damn i mean i mean prayers to those that are affected i hope you have a speedy recovery we're sorry uh but let's get back to football right yeah i mean
0: this is where we're gonna know if the nfl is really prepared for this to continue well hopefully it doesn't continue right but uh, what if? Well, now the what ifs is it, it actually happened. So we'll we'll see how the NFL proceeds. All right, it's that time of the week. We're going to give you our week four picks. So we are recording on a Thursday. So we are currently watching the Broncos against the Jets. Not the best game of the week. But the Broncos, you're currently up
2: seventeen to thirteen, Jerry. Well, I like Brett Ripon. I, I like what he did with Boise State. I was leaning towards the Broncos. Um, it, it's it's kind of unfortunate because you know I think I think they've already kind of started to uh, set the set the tone. But I'm gonna go and stick stay, stay stay with my original pick and go with the Broncos. I'm
0: going with the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to stick with my original pick. I picked the Jets uh, before the game, and I believe they're going to come back and win the game. All right. New Orleans Saints versus the Detroit Lions.
2: Mm, that's a that's a trap game right there. <laughs> so I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say – I'm going to go ahead and – and this is – man, it's kind of early because I, I think that they're saying that Michael Thomas is trying to play in this one. So – if Michael Thomas can come back, then, then watch out. But if Michael Thomas does not get back, I think that Matt Stafford is just going to sling that ball around and the Lions are going to come over with, it, with that win. I'll tell you this, they have a, bang, a banged-up secondary, too. Give me the Detroit Lions. Hmm. Kendall. That's
1: interesting. That's very interesting. Michael Thomas is back. You see um, Traquan Smith, I think he's going to get more involved. Saints coming off a of loss. I know it's in Detroit,
0: but I'm going to go with the Saints. Yeah, man. You know, I don't see the Saints losing three games in a row, even with the new arm Drew Brees. So, going to give it New Orleans Saints. Los Angeles Chargers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Hmm. So we got Bucks and Chargers, right? Yes, sir. I'm gonna go Bucks. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay.
1: I'm going to go with the Buccaneers in a close
0: game. It's going to be very close. Justin Herbert's playing good. I'm going to go with the Bucs in a close game. And I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bucs as well. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm
2: going to – man, I think the Bengals have let me down. It was <laughs> <laughs> a three. In a row now? <laughs> Three weeks in a row, man. And you know, usually they say third time's a charm, right? But not this time. So, no Bengals for me this week.
0: I'm going with the Jags, and I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to get uh, Joe Burrow's going to get his first win on Sunday.
2: I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you, Joe Burrow, but your team, no, no mas, no,
0: no more. Minnesota Vikings at the Houston Texans.
2: Huh. This is this is kind of like a a, a kind of like a good one, right? I mean I know that some people are going to hate me for this. But you know what? No. I'm going to go Vikings. I like what I like how they're trying uh, they're they're now they're feeding Justin Jefferson the ball and they can see what they could do. That's only going to help out Adam Thielen, those tight ends and it's going to it's going to help Dalvin Cook open up again. So uh I I really like that. I like this matchup, and um, you know I think that the defense they don't have to cover for too long. So uh, go give me Vikings on this one.
1: I'm gonna go Vikings. Going up, Kirk Cousins going up against a terrible Texas defense. This is the best week to get to get for Kirk Cousins to get back to get back
0: right. I'm going with the Vikings. And I want to go with the Houston Texans. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, tough, um, and I expect Deshaun Watson to, to gut that team out for a W on Sunday. Seattle Seahawks at the Miami Dolphins.
2: Oh, man. Give me the Seahawks all day.
1: Seattle.
0: I'm going Seattle as well.
2: Russell Wilson. Man.
0: Now, this next game, I believe, is the most interesting game of the weekend. The Cleveland Browns at the Dallas Cowboys.
2: (sighs) Ah. Why you guys do this to me, man? This, this is what I call a trap game, man. It's a trap game. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this much right now. The Dallas Cowboys have some major holes on the offensive line. Uh, there's a slight chance Tyron Smith plays. Leylon Collins is out. Miles Gary is an animal, okay, number one. Number two, the Cowboys can't stop the run. Right now, the Browns have a very potent running game, and we saw – once that running game goes, OBJ goes. And I'll tell you this much right now. They have a banged up secondary. Give me the Cleveland Browns. And I'm not going to change this pick at all. Cleveland Browns.
1: I think the Cowboys come out and they play one of their best games so far through four weeks of the season. And they, the offense could be clicking on all of them. They're going to protect that. And their defense, they're going to get out to Baker Mayfield. I like the Cowboys big.
0: And I believe the Cowboys are going to have a huge game. They're going to make some big plays but they're still gonna lose. I'm going Cleveland Browns. Oh
2: you made me thought you made me think otherwise.
0: Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers.
2: Mm. Man, it's kinda hard right because the Cardinals lost to the Lions and man, like what the heck. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give Kyler the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give the entire Cardinals the benefit of the doubt and they bounce back. Cardinals
1: um, tight, close game to the wire, down to the
0: wire. I'm going Cardinals. And I am going to go Arizona as well. Indianapolis Colts at the Chicago Bears. Ooh, man, that's a good game right there, man. It's a good game now because Nick Foles is the starter for the Chicago Bears, so it looks like he brought back some of that swagger back to that team.
2: I and you know what I will tell you, the I will say this: Xavier Rhodes right, the, the former corner of the uh, Vikings. He was actually named Defensive Player of the Week last uh, this, this past week. But go ahead. No Colts for me. I, I, I'm not picking the Colts this week. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, yeah.
0: I'm going with Chicago as well.
2: They're hot right now.
0: The Baltimore Ravens at the Washington football team.
2: Give me the Ravens. Chase Young is hurt. He'll be out for maybe a week, maybe two.
1: Baltimore coming off a disappointing loss. They don't have to travel far because both the Redskins and the, Mar- and, and, Rest- Rest- and the Ravens play in Maryland, right up the street from each other. Baltimore, big.
0: I'm going Baltimore, big as well. And see, uh, Lamar Jackson gonna have a huge game on Sunday, rebounding from that horrible Monday night loss. Also, I think Dwayne Haskins gets benched this game. What? Maybe we'll see an Alex, Alex Smith sighting. Maybe. Till so what now?
2: Alex Smith. Yes.
0: Maybe we'll see an Alex sighting. All right. Well, we'll just we'll keep we'll stay on the lookout for that.
2: I I don't I don't I don't really see him being benched. I think Haskins gives him the best the best chance.
0: He, he's played this. I mean, to me, he's played
1: decent.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I mean,
2: was last week. so yeah. He, yeah. If he, he does that like that, I think he gets benched. No, not like not like that. Takes takes him like. At least three, four weeks in a row.
1: Well, Rivera came out this early this week and said that the leash is getting short, short on them, and they know when to turn the page on them. So we we'll see.
0: But they have they have bigger issues than the quarterback position. I'll just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, Brandon Scherf is out.
0: That offensive line is hurting. Yeah. New York Giants at the Los Angeles Rams. I think everyone's gonna pick. We're going we're thinking yeah. right Rams. Rams. New England Patriots at the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Mm. Give me Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes.
1: Patriots hey, in a shocker. Well, it's not a shocker if you're a Patriot fan or if you're a real football fan, but I think a lot of people can pick Kansas City. I'm going with the Patriots in a close game.
0: You know, I've been thinking about this game all week, and I've, you know... Patriots looked good last week against my Raiders defense. Um, Chiefs look really good, man. I just – I can't – I can't bet against Pat Mahomes right now. I really can't. And, and the Chiefs, they're, they're just on a roll. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game than, what, than what's expected. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs.
2: You know, I think Patrick Mahomes put everybody on, in check, right? I think he reminded
0: everybody who's – Didn't he throw out the fingers and say, hey, remember – I wasn't ranked the number one player in the NFL last year.
1: He's <laughs> starting off a short week. You know what happened last week when the Raiders came off a short week. I know it's two different teams, but Bill Belichick seen he would not let he would not get Patrick Mahomes all day third ball, and He would not he would not be if that offense will not be clicking. We just seen what he did to the Rays when they had a great outing against the Saints in night like Football. So I'm just saying two different teams, but it did click a, a real good game.
0: Well, I will say this. If the Patriots are gonna win on Sunday. Cam Newton's going to have to play a huge part in that. He's going to have to play a better game than what he played last night against Raiders. Yes. All right, Sunday Night Football, the struggling, injured Philadelphia Eagles at the injured and not struggling San Francisco 49ers. Give me the
2: 49ers, man. I'll tell you this, Kyle Shanahan just knows how to exploit – you know, the the weaknesses in the defense. And right now that team is just completely lost. I don't know, you know, I, man, it, I just feel bad for the Eagle fans at this point, even though they're they're probably like the worst fans in the entire NFL. And I'm sorry. I mean, nothing about Philadelphia, right? So, uh, city of brotherly love. But uh, go ahead and give me the 49ers.
1: This is a huge game for the Eagles. I think the Eagles come out and they win. Nick Voles he will not do to that Eagles defense what he did to the Giants. It's two two different two different with well, the Gi- the Giants or the Jets. Who did he play last week? I think, I think it was the Giants. Well, it, nevertheless he will he won't do that to the Eagles defense. Eagles coming off a disappointing game where I would say they lost to the Bengals. It was a tie, but it's just the same as a loss. But um, I'm going to the Eagles and, the, and the, I think the Eagles win by at least by ten points.
0: Both teams are injured. Um, Nick Mullins, I believe, is still going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners on Sunday. I just don't see a Doug Peterson-led team lose again. I mean, last week was embarrassing. They didn't lose the game, but they tied. Might as well lost, right? So I'm going to go against the Gray now. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I I think they win on Sunday. Wow. And then our Monday night football game, the Atlanta Falcons at the Green Bay Packers.
2: Oh, that's an easy one right there. That's a Green Bay Packers. I think
1: this would be a farewell for um, Dan Quinn. Green Bay wins, and <laughs> Dan Quinn would be fired by Tuesday morning.
2: Why are you doing this to Dan Quinn, man? You've been you've been asking for his head for like the last three weeks. Look, all I'm saying,
0: Dan Quinn. I'm not too sure what the weather is in Green Bay right now, but take a coat just to make sure, because you your ass might be left in Green Bay. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: going. I'm going Packers big. And that's going to go ahead and wrap up our week four picks. Our guest tonight is a former NFL scout. He is the host of the 3 and Out podcast on the Colin Cowherd Network. And he's also the co-host on the Haberman and Middlecock podcast. John Metalcoff, how you doing?
3: I'm doing good, fellas. How's it going? Great,
0: John. Great, great. Hey, so let's go and get started. I just want to get your thoughts on the NFL season so far.
3: I think it's been pretty good. You know, I mean, the the, the 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 best part of football is anyone knows if you go to a high school practice, if you go to a college practice, if you go to an NFL practice, the moment you go live, it's full go. You know, there's no it doesn't look that much different. Like I've been to countless, obviously, from NFL and college practices, and if they say tackle to the ground, it has full – you know, it has 100% energy and 100% effort because it's the nature of the sport. You know, it's one thing with basketball. If you're playing a pickup game, it doesn't look the same as a normal game. Baseball's kind of unique. But in football, the moment you say blow the whistle, we're playing for a real score – Uh, you're going to get what we've seen because I think the effort has been as normal as it would be with fans. And the more I've seen it, the more you just, you realize that's football, right? It's like that when you're in like peewees and you do jamborees and they're like tackle to the ground. You just, someone's running at you, going to hit you. So you don't, you don't have a choice. So the effort's been awesome. The defense has been pretty shitty, but, but the rules now, right? You can't tackle, you know, I guess you can tackle, but you can't hit, right? The head hunting has been taken out of the game, so the rules have changed. It's—I don't want to say it's a fantasy football league, but it definitely looks different than—I don't know how old you guys are, but you know, growing up in the '90s and even the 2000s, it looks the physicality of the game. I still think guys play really hard and hit hard. There's just some of those, you know, KO moments just don't happen anymore. And I think the offensive players have adapted, and, uh, you know, the offensive schemes know that you can run guys over the middle, you can run guys deep. They know a safety is not going to come over and decapitate them.
0: Yeah, John, what about a team that's maybe surprised you through these uh, first uh, few weeks in the NFL season?
3: Uh, I I wouldn't say they surprised me, but just how buttoned up the the Patriots look, uh, which we shouldn't be surprised. They got Bill Belichick. But all the guys they lost, right, with Corona opt-outs. Cam Newton – Listen, we all knew – I've never been the biggest camp guy, but when he's healthy, I always respected his talent. And in a playoff game, like, he was a legit dude. But, like, he is dramatically different than Tom Brady. And then, boop, adapt, no issue. It's – why Belichick's the best coach ever, it's not it, – it's simply because he could he could function with me, with you, with Cam, with Tom. Whatever his player does – Dante Hightower, he opts out the next guy, Chung, the next guy. It just never matters. And I, If you gave most coaches, you know, the, the amount of opt-outs, the, the drastic change in quarterback, the, the, I just think they would have struggled. You know? I think Andy Reid is a good example of that. Think of all the different type quarterbacks he's had, from Alex to Vic to McNabb to Mahomes. I think you see with Kyle, the coaches that can adapt, Uh, are dominating right now in the coronavirus. I saw Mike Tomlin, their game got postponed. His comment was simple. We do not care. And that's just the football mindset. Like, it it doesn't matter. Especially the NFL, you get used to having injuries. And I I think the best coaches, listen, we're all humans. We complain 2020 hasn't been fun. But the quicker you can just get, you know, focused and and figure out, look look at the Steelers. Last year, no quarterback play, right? Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph are terrible. They trade for Mika Fitzpatrick, I was like, "What are they doing?" And, and then their defense dominates. They go eight and eight, and now, boom, they're three and0 clearly headed back to the playoffs, right, if Ben can just stay upright. And uh, yeah, fo- I mean, football coaches like great businessmen in America, adapt fast.
0: Who would you say is your biggest disappointment so far? It's
3: <clears throat> uh, a good question. I feel like most of the 0-3 oh, teams we thought we could see coming, right? Jets stink, Giants stink, Jets, you know, Jets. The Broncos, but it's understandable. They've had all the injuries. They're quarterbacks in a sling. I think they're playing, you know, Thursday night football later tonight. I don't know, I've i never heard of the guy. Uh, I mean, I've heard of him, but I, I don't know what. I've never seen him play. I think he's a Boise State guy. So, like, I, I, I can't expect when you have a million injuries and your quarterback goes out, like, unless Kyle Shanahan is your coach, you're going to be in trouble. Minnesota, maybe, but they also lost a ton of players, right? I mean, a whole new defensive backfield. Listen, like, Diggs, people acted like he was some huge Terrell Owens, Antonio Brown diva. It never bothered me, like, because they won with him. He was a winning player. And maybe he had some theatrics on the sideline with Cousins, but I, I don't blame him because <laughs> I, I take Diggs over Cousins. And look at Diggs now. He's killing it with Josh Allen. So, he to me, he's a winning player, and you remove that, and Justin Jefferson had a huge game last week. I mean, he's going to be good, but, like, that's – Diggs, was, they're different players. And uh, so, probably Minnesota, but, like, when you really break it down, all their departures, they've had some early injuries. Cousins, like, he ain't a carrier, right? When his teams are stacked, which they have been the last couple years, they do well. So, I, I, I get that. I – I think the league's kind of playing out as we thought.
0: Let me get your thoughts on the Eagles situation. I mean, obviously – I,
3: I guess that might be the team, but they've had so many
0: injuries. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think's going on in Philadelphia besides the injuries? Or do you think that's a major part of it?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a huge part, right? I mean, Jason Peters is 50, and they're playing him at left tackle. Uh, Alshon, nowhere to be found. And they, didn't have, they were so capped out, they didn't have that much flexibility this offseason. So they were just going to depend on Alshon and Deshaun. Uh, Carson's playing like crap. I mean, that's when you have a quarterback, it's like in the NBA, when you max out a player, you know, like Russell Westbrook or whoever, you get the max contract, you need them to be an all-star. If they're not an all-star, you're in trouble because the cap. And Carson Wentz makes max money. So when you have a max quarterback, he has to be, he doesn't have to be like the MVP, but he has to be one of the top seven, eight quarterbacks in the league. And he's been one of the bottom seven, eight quarterbacks in the league. Like he's thrown, terrible interceptions now he's had some plays that like his drop balls or you know a tip pass but he's thrown some picks that are on him and uh he's just he's just not playing well you you can't of the six turn of the six picks i think five of them are definitely on him like to me when your team is undermanned right russell's russell wilson's a good example of this like he doesn't throw picks right over the years when his team's better now but like When they transitioned from L.O.B. to where they kind of became Russell's team, you can't turn the ball over because you don't have the margin for error. So Carson's turning the ball over. It's so cliche, but you learn it in like high school football, right? Like turnovers, you lose, right? And in the NFL, when the margins are really slim, he's just throwing picks. And it's just when your team is undermanned, you're going to lose every game.
0: Yes, and this Sunday night they have a showdown with the San Francisco 49ers. Talking about injuries, right? I mean, they're the one team a couple weeks back that had a lot of injuries, against, you know, in the same game against uh, the Giants, I believe it was. Yeah. So uh, what do you – do you think this it was, – It was the Jets game, and then it went into the Giants game. Yeah, both New York teams. So do you, yeah. do you believe that the struggles are going to continue with Carson Wentz this Sunday against the Niners?
3: Well, the Niners' defense is better than the Bengals' And it's better than the – I think it's more complete than the Rams. Aaron Donald's better than anyone the Niners have. But the Niners – the thing about the Rams, they got two sweet players. Really one unreal player. And Jalen – I mean, Jalen's an elite talent, but he'll pick his spots. Like, he ain't Dion. Like, he ain't playing – or even peak Revis, where it's like every play, every snap. He, he's like, I'm in it this game. Like, that's the thing about Aaron Donald. He brings it every play. Uh, that's why he'll be the defensive player of the year. But the Niners as a whole, right – their defensive backs all tackle. Uh, their linebacking play is fantastic. And their defensive line, it sucks losing Bosa, but yeah, Ken Law's been playing well the last couple weeks. Uh, Armstead's a really good player. The guys they're rotating in are good. And they just play with, you know, insane effort. So it's going to be tough for Carson just because the Niners tackle well. Uh, they, they play so hard, and they do have talent. I guess Sherman, Sherman's not going to be back this week, so they're still going to be undermanned at corner but who, the Eagles ain't rolling out Terrell Owens, right? I mean, it's like, it's just random dudes. So, I I, uh, I think the Niners' defense is going to feel pretty good. But Carson, like, as you saw at moments against the Bengals, he can make plays with his legs. He can just let it rip. You know, he's, he's a talented player. He's just playing bad.
0: Yes, and then also, too, I mean, just staying with the Niners, do you believe – this is actually a question my co-host Jerry has – uh, with all these injuries they 'll be able to make a playoff push
3: uh, to me, the key is just right now stack up these wins against the bad teams. I think my is they have the dolphins next week, so if you get the Eagles and the dolphins and all of a sudden you 're four and one, you give yourself a little leeway to get to nine and seven, ten and six and at the end of the day, if they can split the Rams and the uh, if they can go three and three in the division they 'll be in pretty good shape. Because the Rams and Seattle, if you're winning, you know, splitting those games, you're going to be alive. You just saw the Rams. They lost at Buffalo. Uh, Seattle, their defense is too bad to just go, like, 14-2. and They give up too many points. And Russell, I love Russell Wilson, but you just can't – you're not going to throw five touchdowns every game, right? He's going to have a game where he throws, like, one. You'd think. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he just breaks the NFL record, like, 75 touchdowns. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the Niners, because they're not going to go – every time they play Seattle and the Rams, they're just going to look at them like equals, you know. And that's just the thing with divisional games. It's why I think the Steelers, like, I don't think the Ravens are just going to win the division. Like, you think the Steelers are intimidated by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? No chance, you know. Now, it doesn't mean you want to win the game, but I think there's – sometimes when you play, like, non-divisional games right and you're playing you know a 10-0 and team you're like damn this team's sweet but you saw last year when the Niners were what 8-0 or 9-0 and played Seattle in that Monday night game Seattle didn't look at them like the big bad wolf they just looked at them like yeah we're better than these guys and they beat them
0: what do you make of Nick Mullins play from last week do you, do you feel that's a, that's going to continue for the time being as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still nurses that injury
1: yeah, I
3: was a little, I guess, as we're recording this, we don't, Jimmy didn't practice on Wednesday and the practice report hasn't come out for Thursday. Usually when a guy sprains an ankle, you would not have him stand all game, right? You wouldn't, he wouldn't be on the sideline standing. So I, when I saw him standing, I was like, oh, his ankle's not that bad. They're just holding him off this turf. He'll be back. But then when he missed practice on Wednesday, I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe he's not going to be back for a couple of weeks. And maybe they're just trying to get him back to 100% health I think when it comes to Mullins, like, I'm not trying to be a hater or anything, but he played, you know, a team that might be the number one pick in the draft, huh. right? And he played fine, and we've seen him. Like, he's a, he's a good backup. It's why they keep him. It's why he'll probably – I think he's a free agent after this year. He'll get some money to be a good backup. The Niners, hell, it's going to be hard for the Niners to probably pay a backup when you're paying a starting quarterback like $25 million. You could always move on from Jimmy, but he, he's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is a better player, is a more talented player, And I I just – ideally, you want to have a good starter, which the Niners have. They don't have a great starter. They have a good starter. And luckily, their team's really good and their coach is elite. Look at the Chiefs with Andy Reid before Mahomes got there. Won a ton of games, right, with Alex. And I'd say Jimmy is more talented than Alex. He's not – he'll turn it over, but he's much more likely to make big plays where Alex really till that last year couldn't do. So it's been proven. Good coaches or great coaches can win with, like, above-average players. And I think that's what Jimmy Garoppolo probably is. It's just when he's off, he's off. And Mm -hmm. the reality is, besides, like, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, right, Tom Brady in his prime, Peyton Manning in his prime, most quarterbacks have, like, what do you say, of 16 games a season are going to have three or four where they're just not good, right? And hopefully your team's good enough, your coach is good enough, where you can win – two of those four or two of those five and then play well when he's good and win, you know, eight or nine in the others and get to 11 wins. That's kind of – you can't expect non-non-elite players to be good every week. It's just not humanly possible.
0: Yeah, and then I think we're only we're, – we were only a couple of plays away, right, from having a different conversation about Jimmy Garoppolo if he would have beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, right? So I feel like sometimes the fan base is a little too impatient – like, yeah, it's you know, when Jimmy has a bad game, like he has a really bad game, right? I mean, to me it seems like that. But when he
3: puts- I I I do think they're like that though, and in fairness, because they're going, We got Kyle, we got a good team, we can win Super Bowls. Right? So I, I, I I've defended Jimmy, but I get the pushback. It's like, you know, Andy Reid's gonna win like could he win like three straight Super Bowls? Probably could now now you can't ask for Mahomes, but if Jimmy was just a little better, the Niners would have beat Mahomes. They'd clearly be really good again this year. And it just feels like, you know, Jimmy's got to improve. And the reality is with his contract, like it's all, it's fun to talk about. But at the end of the, like moving forward, like they have the option to get rid of him every year. Right. It's not like he's on like Carson Wentz next year. He's going nowhere. His contract's huge. Jimmy Garoppolo every year is going to be like, they can get out of it for $0. So the, the option is there. Right.
0: Yeah, so, so let me just pose this question to you. So let's just say that the Niners have a bad season. For whatever reason, it goes, to, it goes to crap and they don't go into the playoffs, right? If you're the Niners, do you start looking for different answers at the quarterback position?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the number one place you start. Now, it depends. If they go 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs and he's really good and their defense has a bunch of injuries and they start giving up a ton of points but he has a career year, then I'd feel pretty good. It depends how he plays. Like, if he's the reason you're losing some of these games, like he throw he has picks against Seattle and the Rams and the Bills and you lose against playoff teams and he's the reason, then I, I think there's a decent chance he would be gone. I don't know who what they would do. But I think it's pretty clear, like, Kyle likes him. But Kyle, if you look at his history, Kyle doesn't need, you know, Tom Brady in his mind. So he goes mm-hmm. – I can, find, I can make Nick Mullins functional. What if I just find another Jimmy Garoppolo that I handpick? Because at the end of the day, when you look back at Jimmy, they had to do the deal. It was an easy deal, and Bill Belichick should be thanked. He threw them a bone. But they didn't, like, handpick Jimmy. It was Belichick called Kyle Shanahan one morning. It was like, you got 20 minutes. You want Garoppolo? Second-round pick. Call me back. I mean, that's, that's, that's how it happened. Like, that's, it's not like there was some bidding process, right? Like, at the end of the day, Minnesota got Kirk Cousins because they, they wanted Kirk Cousins. They were like – technically, they didn't outbid him, but they were really aggressive. Like, they wanted him. Like, Kyle Belichick called him on Tuesday morning or Monday – whenever, Monday morning, and told him you got 20 minutes to make a decision or an hour or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I guess that's how it happened. So, it's not like they're head over heels and they – now, they did support him through Tom Brady. And I think at, at 43 years old, I'd rather – I've just kept going with Jimmy. I think they made the right decision there, but yeah, I mean, I think Kyle's pretty open-minded when it comes And this at the end of the day, he's in charge. He makes way more money than John Lynch. John Lynch ultimately answers to him. He's got just got a six year contract extension. Uh, it, the offense is his baby, right? And that, that, that to me is a big deal. When the offense is your baby, it just, it changes things. Right, you want to be like Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Mahomes, Andy forever. Uh, you know Pete Carroll's a defensive guy, but he's tight at the hip with Russell Wilson's like his, you know, him and John Schneider's guy. So I just think that just it's just something to keep an eye on. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't freak out game to game, but you definitely just big picture, just you know, keep in the back of your mind. Like this off, they weren't gonna kick him to the curb after they lost the Super Bowl to Mahomes in the last like some third and 15 bomb, yeah. right? Now, if he had thrown three picks against the Vikings and they had lost by 20 points, the conversation would, and they didn't make it to the NFC Championship, or that, or that happens this year, right? They get in as a wild card and he's terrible. That, that to me is the conversation to keep an eye on. Yeah,
0: thanks, John. And then uh, my co-host Kendall has some questions for you as well. Hey, what's going on, John? Thanks for joining
1: us today. No problem, man. I want to get, your, um, get a little bit of your insight. What's one of your biggest games this coming week, this Sunday, that, you're, that you can't wait to see?
3: Uh, probably Bills-Raiders because Josh Allen, I, I thought Josh Allen was just – I never would have drafted him. Mm-hmm. And, and the first year I was like, yeah, he's pretty bad. And then last year I was like, damn, this guy's got something. And this year through the first three games, he looks like a Mahomes. I mean, he's, he's been unreal. So, if, can they go in the Raiders and just l- destroy them? I mean, they look fantastic last week. They've looked good all year long. Uh, I, I'd say Chiefs-Raiders, or excuse me, I mean Chiefs-Patriots, but, like, what do the Chiefs have to prove now? You know, I just <laughs> – cool, It's be cool to watch. Like, I, I, I enjoy watching Belichick and Cam, but, I, like, the Chiefs week to week, like, wake me up when the playoffs start. You know, like, it doesn't even matter.
1: With um with the Bills and Josh Allen's current success, do you think it has more to do with the schedule of the teams they played so far? Because they, I mean, they played the Dolphins and I believe they played the Jets. Then they played the Rams, and yeah. Josh Allen he didn't he didn't struggle, but the second half it wasn't the prettiest or whatnot. So, what do you make of the schedule so far? Do you think I mean, do you think the Bills are the real deal, or is it too early to tell?
3: Yeah, I would agree on the first two games. I mean, they playing bad teams, but last week the way he came out, and then even the way he played at the end, making some plays, uh. I mean, I I think there is no excuse for them not to win the division. Like, I, I think he's a better player than Cam Newton. Like, at this, like in 2020. Uh, now, I wouldn't bet against Belichick. <laughs> he has not played well against the Bill, or I mean, the Patriots. So, I mean, they they've been in the playoffs too the last three years. So, I, I think they're a playoff team. But I wouldn't bet my life savings on them winning the division just yet, just because of the Patriots and. I mean, the, the Patriots have been, beside the Seattle game, even last week against the Raiders, Cam was off. The first week, I think Cam threw for 150. It, it, it's not going to be pretty, but they're, mm-hmm. they're going to win. I mean, the, how, the Patriots are going to make the playoffs as long as Cam stays healthy.
1: Yes, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you said because I'm a Patriots fan myself, so hopefully. Yeah. Um, you we'll agree? I mean,
3: do you think Cam's looked that good in t-
1: of two of the three he's games? Looked, he's looked decent. He's look, he looks yeah. pretty good to me. Uh, what do you think the Patriots need? Like, what do you think they're missing offensively? You know, I mean, you know, the weapons around Cam are not the greatest, but I mean, the Kill Harry he's starting to come on. Get, they got Elderman, but he, you know, he's a slot wide right receiver. The midbury they got a couple of the pieces there. What do you think? Like, before the trade deadline, a few. What do you think the Patriots might be looking to add? Well,
3: I think the running back situation should come on. I was always a Sony guy coming out of Georgia. I'm glad he went off last week. Cam can run, so he's like a running back. It's, I mean, it's terrible what happened to James White. Who knows when he yeah. comes back? But he's a great player. He's back. He's to back me, at he's
1: back. He's at back. Pregnant, no.
3: Okay, so yeah, he's like clearly. So that group, their running group with Cam, him, Damian Harris is a solid mm-hmm. player, and Sony Michelle was a first round pick for a reason. That's fine, right? I was a Nikhil guy, but Nikhil can't run, and Edelman's just a slot receiver, so they got nothing deep. Cam can throw it a mile. So if you could get just anything. I mean, ideally, if they could get like a Digs type player, it would be a game changer. But those guys don't really exist now. Could they make some trade at the trade deadline? Like Falcons are selling, who know? You know, would they give their first round pick for like Calvin Ridley or something? Would the Falcons even do something like that? Just kind of start up. I don't know, but I'd be. You know, Belichick doesn't care. He, He he'd be he he traded a second for Sanu last year.
1: Yeah, I was thinking more of like, how about if you know if the if the Detroit Lions season if it doesn't go as as they think it's gonna go, what about calling Detroit for Marvin, a Marvin Jones player? Yeah, like I mean, you,
3: you, to me that like you go that route first, like cheaper,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, it just that, and that's kind of what Belichick has done historically, right? Got a guy yes. like that, Sanu, Marvin Jones. I mean, Sanu, what Golden Tate? Like those type mm-hmm. players usually get traded. Yeah, could so, yeah. I, out I'd there. be shocked if Belichick doesn't sign. You know, trying to think like. uh the, the, I mean, the Giants have golden tape, but he makes a little money. But, like, what if the Jags are way out of it, you know, buying one Ooh. of their young wide receivers for Ooh. a second-round pick, just them trying to accumulate picks to just kind of
0: start over. John, real A.J. Green. What's up? What about A.J. Green? What if the Patriots inquire? I know he's a little bit older, but – Yeah, they- to me, the money,
3: he's old. Like, I, I'm not – I think Patriots got Berman last year with the Sanu, older players, mm-hmm. giving up a lot. Because his name, it's not like the Bengals are just giving him away, so I, I would say probably no there, unless you get for like, what I take him for like a six-round pick. Like watching the yeah. Eagle game, Higgins was going off. Higgins had a couple touchdowns last week. Like Higgins just better player now than AJ. And that's just when you spend like three or four years just getting hurt every year, it, you don't get better, right? when you're 29, 30, 31. Thing with Julio. He gets banged up, but he doesn't miss that much time. He'll miss a game here, game there. A.J. misses like seven straight weeks, you know, or goes on injury reserve. He just doesn't play. And I know he's been healthy this year, but I, I would say no on A.J.
1: Well, um, this week, let's talk with Browns and Cowboys. Do you think this week is a good week for the Browns to make a statement? I know the Cowboys are one and two. They can be zero oh and three, but some might say they can be two and one. But the Cleveland Browns, they've won two straight. I know it's been against the Redskins and the Bengals. But if they were to go to Dallas in Dallas and beat and put a, state, a statement out there and beat the Cowboys, do you think um, the NFL start? I mean, fans. Are, I mean, just this, everybody think we'll start looking at the Browns as they're serious, or is it more of the Cowboys just not good this year?
3: Yeah, I think I think we'd take the Browns seriously because the Cowboys are all it takes. You got to watch them. They've got some dudes, right? Their offense yep. is unreal. They're D line. How about Alden Smith kicking everyone's ass? You yep. know, he's got four sacks through three games. Uh, I I just. It's the one thing I think the Cowboys can kind of do is they can take away the run. Like you just saw it last week with Seattle. I don't think they, that, so, uh, that uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just going to run for 200 yards. So can yeah. Baker Mayfield beat you? Now the wide receivers, Jarvis, Julio, or I mean Odell, I was going to call Odell Julio, uh, Hooper, they should be able to get open against Dallas, but can Baker just go toe-to-toe with Dak because we know the Cowboys can score. Mm-hmm. I like the Cowboys in that game uh, just because I have a hard time seeing – the Browns get to 3-1, and one, but they do like that. If, if they can run the ball on the Cowboys, they'll win. If the Cowboys can stop the run, I think the Cowboys win. It's really that. Like, the Browns are going to win a lot of games this year when they can really run the ball. But look who they got. Like, how are they going to beat the Steelers, the Ravens? Like, you can't just run it down their throat. So that's where the problem is. You, you saw the Ravens killed them. Like, they can kind of take away the run. Who they? Who the Browns play the last couple of weeks? They played the Bengals. Who they just play? They were running it all over risk games. yeah it's like i mean they're playing terrible teams like yeah w- when they can run for like a buck 50 they're gonna be tough because those two running backs are sweet listen kareem hunt kicked the girl on the ground he might be a bad guy but he he was a legit starter on an on an all-time offense like that year with the chiefs like he was their starting running back and he was awesome so now they got two guys if nick Ch-
0: starter like imagine if like the Niners had Kareem Hunt you know he'd
3: be like their immediate starter and they're a playoff team so it's like he's he's sweet you know their the, the running back situation is really good
1: and lastly um this is a little off, off topic about football but I'm a big Colin Cowherd fan I just got I really just got done watching him can you describe Colin like like how's Colin Cowherd
3: yeah I mean I I just think he is You know, he's so famous. And the one thing that stood out to me being around him a couple times, like with his employees or the guys, you know, his producers and stuff, how just normal he is and how well he treats people. I mean, he's obviously got the most unique takes, and he thinks about sports in such a different way. Likes LeBron a little much for me right now, but uh, I'm rooting for the Heat. Uh, But, yeah, he is just – he's a really down-to-earth nice guy. I mean, I I think that's the number one thing I always heard – I don't know that many famous people besides like people in the NFL or whatever, but like, you know, Hollywood types or, you know, you know, people that are on TV. And he is just the opposite of what some of the stories you read about, you know, other people, he just how great of a guy he is. And then he's just, I, I, I don't think there's anyone in America who's got more unique sports takes. You know, good thing you got your hat on for us today. <laughs>
1: Appreciate it, John. Thanks fellas.
0: And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the East West football podcast for all your latest news and updates. Make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also our new YouTube channel eastwestfootballnetwork.com.
3: my IG which is Ozzy underscore
2: Sarah underscore LA. Electric.